My name is Dulce Valencia, and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music, to the cast, to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host. And hey, everyone. How's it going? Did you miss me? I missed you. Hey, everyone. So sorry for not posting an episode for the last two weeks. I'm going to be real honest with you. By the way, shout out to new listeners who have been listening. I'm just going to take a little quick moment to acknowledge some stuff that's been going on in my personal life, kind of give you all a little explanation, and then we're going to get into recapping and talking about Lo que la vida me robó. So, Y'all, I was very, very close to just stopping the podcast, deleting all my accounts, like like every telenovela thing related, just deleting everything. I obviously didn't. I'm much better now. But um, so in January, something very personal happened that affected me very deeply and I didn't process it at all. And so when you don't process things, they manifest in weird ways and for me it manifested in the stuff I normally enjoyed doing now gave me a ton of anxiety and this was podcast this was youtube this was like my telenovela stickers all of that stuff all of it gave me a ton of anxiety and I it wasn't making me happy and I, you know, and I was powering through it. I was still making podcast episodes. Um, If y'all follow me on social media accounts, you know that I kind of abandoned most of my accounts. I picked them back up in the last week or so, but for the most part, I had abandoned them and I thought about just deleting everything, like I said, and deleting the podcast and taking it down because I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It was just, it gave me a lot of anxiety. And then two weeks ago, I got sick and I wasn't, my voice wasn't 100%. So then I was like, eh, let me just not do the podcast. And then I didn't do it and I felt better. And then I was like, well, maybe this is what I need to do. I just need to stop doing the podcast and I need to delete everything. But then I gave myself some time and I started just trying to process the stuff that happened to me personally and thankfully I'm a lot better now and I'm able to do this podcast and I yeah like I I don't know how to explain it I don't know how to explain it basically this is a really long way of saying stuff happened I didn't process my emotions and how I felt and manifested in me hating to do this podcast hating to do anything related to telenovelas which I don't know why because I love telenovelas and I was still watching them but it yeah I don't know why but um, I'm better now I've been processing my emotions sorting through stuff and working with myself with the stuff that happened so I'm a lot better and I'm back and now moving forward I'm just gonna try to be a little more open with myself and acknowledging when I need breaks I think that's also another reason why I just didn't want to do the podcast was because I was working a lot and then this started feeling like a chore like extra work and now I'm just gonna pace myself a little bit better not commit to doing way more than I can and just 
take it day by day. So hi, I'm back. <laughs> and I know it wasn't like a super long break, but I did feel bad that I just stopped abruptly and didn't give y'all a reason. So this is my reason. Hi. And I, yeah, like I said, I love doing this podcast and I'm going to continue doing it for as long as I can. But every now and then I might need to take some mental health breaks. But now I'm going to start planning and allowing myself and giving myself room to take breaks instead of just letting stuff accumulate where I feel like I just have to abandon everything. So yeah, but I'm back now. And y'all, let's let's just get into it and start talking about lo que la vida me robó. We're going to be talking about episode 61 to 73 of this telenovela. And I just realized we're not even halfway there so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be not skipping but i'm definitely gonna be skimming through certain parts and certain storylines because it's about to get a little it's about to get wild it's about to get a little repetitive you'll see as we go on what's gonna happen but for now we have a lot of drama to discuss because last we left off montserrat had shown up to the jail cell because that's right, Alejandro is in prison for almost killing Jose Luis and Montserrat shows up with the divorce papers and with the proof that Laurito, her son, is Alejandro's child. Alejandro at this point is at his lowest, I would say. You know, Montserrat has rejected him. He's in prison. He found out he has a mother, but it's a mother that he kind of mistreated it's bad. Luckily, money buys anything in this world and he's able to secure a lawyer and he's able to get out of prison. And then Jose Luis survives and he even makes it a point to make sure that Alejandro is set free because he does not want to press charges. Jose Luis, you know, stepping up and being a good person. So now Alejandro is left to grapple with stuff that's been going on and him and Montserrat, there's so much miscommunication that happens partly because of Maria because oh my god she's being so annoying getting in the way of everything. So there's just a lot of miscommunication between Montserrat and Alejandro. But now that Alejandro knows that Laurito is his son, he's determined that he's gonna be a present father. Which, y'all, by the way, let's talk about that for a second. Imagine not being through the childbirth of your son because you just were so wrong and didn't trust your wife. I, I'm trying to wrap my head around Alejandro is just so toxic. He's so wrong in so many ways. And I think the only reason as a character I haven't abandoned him completely is because of Sebastián Rulli. So shout out to Sebastián Rulli's power as an actor for making me care about Alejandro because I really don't want to. I hate his character at this point. So now he's trying to get back Laurito. He's trying to get back Montserrat. And he does show up to Montserrat's house. And he begs. He gets on his knees. Asks Montserrat for forgiveness. Actually gets to meet his son. And Montserrat is like, I don't know if I can forgive you. I tried I tried to ask for forgiveness. I was the one that went to you and tried to, 
you know, fix things. I said I would forget everything. So many times I willingly gave myself to you and you rejected me. You humiliated me. You put another woman in my bed. She lays everything out on him and Alejandro's just on his knees crying. And I'm glad that Montserrat didn't accept his apology yet, that she stood her ground and got everything out because I do think that this relationship has been one-sided in the way that Montserrat is always the one apologizing always the one being understanding and Alejandro is just not pulling his weight so then after Alejandro begs Montserrat and meets his son he decides to leave and he decides to take Rosario with him so Rosario leaves Montserrat it breaks her heart but she's like my son really needs me at this moment and thank god she left because she kind of sets Alejandro straight. Alejandro, I feel like this entire time, what he needed was his mom. And so Rosario sits him down and is like, you need to believe in your wife. I know that she's a good woman. I know she loves you. I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. So you need to listen to me now. And Alejandro at this point is finally able to listen to reason which it's not like every other character in his life hasn't tried already to make him listen. But I digress. But anyway, Rosario is there by Alejandro's side, walking him off the ledge. And on Montserrat's side, guess who steps up? None other than dumbass Dimitrio. Which, by the way, I know I've been calling him like a dumbass this entire podcast, but he's slowly becoming one of my favorite characters. And... As we move on, I think he's only going to continue to become a character I admire and root for. So real fast to catch you all up, in case you missed it or in case I kind of glossed over it, Dimitrio is now married to Josefina, the woman he scammed. It started off very much like Montserrat and Alejandro, where there was really no love and the love that was there was one-sided but he's kind of been stepping up and at least Josefina knows how he feels and she was the one that was like give me a year you humiliated me just give me a year and you know then I'll divorce you and her plan is he'll eventually fall in love with her she's honestly she, she needs therapy because this whole thing that she's going through with Dimitrio, like she needs to learn how to love herself first and I think she would benefit from some good therapy. But Dimitrio has been benefiting from Josefina because Josefina is a very kind woman, very understanding and also the only one who really sees that there's more to Dimitrio, that Dimitrio, you know, there's part of him that hurts when his dad died and he didn't leave him anything. Josefina was the one being like, I know you're hurting and it's not just because of the money. I know you're hurting because you lost your dad. And Dimitrio isn't acknowledging his emotions. He's not processing the grief he has. And Josefina is the one that's able to look at him and say, I know you feel this. I know you're a good person. And at first, I thought she was misguided. I thought she was wrong. But then I remembered that Carlota, the aunt of both Dimitrio and Montserrat, has said in the past that Dimitrio used to be a really sweet kid and he used to be super loving and everything, that he had just been corrupted as an adult by Graciela. And so that made me realize that there is goodness in Dimitrio's character that other characters see. And so in the last few episodes, he's been really stepping it up. I mean, he does go through this really ridiculous plot point which I'll talk about in a bit. But before he does, 
he sits down with Montserrat and they talk and they have a heart to heart. And Dimitrio talks to her and is like, you should forgive your husband, go to your husband, give your son a family. And he's like, you love him, you want to be together, just just work things out, give it one last go and try. And he's really there for Montserrat and Montserrat is like really happy that she's having this bonding moment with her brother. And then it gets really cute because Dimitrio is like, you know, I've always loved you. And Montserrat is like, I know. And he's like, no, seriously, like I've always loved you. And I want to apologize to you for all the things I've done. And I'm over here, oh, he's going to apologize about setting her up with Alejandro and everything and treating her like an object. But no, Dimitrio goes back to their childhood and is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going to, it makes me laugh. But Dimitrio is like, I'm sorry that when we were little, I put gum in your hair and they had to shave your head. I'm sorry that when we were little, I set your Barbie house on fire. I'm sorry that this and that. And Montserrat is like laughing and they're just having a moment. And I found this so endearing and so lovely. And yes, to more of this. I love this sort of redemption arc that Dimitrio is going through. But Montserrat takes Dimitrio's advice and is like, you're right, I'm gonna go see Alejandro tomorrow. And then the next day, guess what Alejandro does? he signs the divorce papers. And I'm like, oh my god, he really just divorced Montserrat. So then by the time him and Montserrat meet, he has signed the divorce papers and they're no longer legally married. So Montserrat is like sad and she and she asks him, you know, I thought you wanted to work things out. I thought we were gonna try. And that's when, oh my god, you guys, I'm gonna backtrack myself again. Remember like a few minutes ago when I was saying how I hated Alejandro? I lied. I love him because in this scene, he goes to Montserrat and after Montserrat is like, why did you divorce me? He's like, because I want to give you back your freedom. Last time we were married, we married because you were essentially sold to me and you had no choice. But now I'm giving you the freedom to make your choice. You can go to Jose Luis. You can stay with me, but we're going to do things right because Lo que mal empezó, mal termina, which translates to what started badly will end badly. So their marriage was never going to work because it was rooted on lies. It was rooted on deception. And so he's like, I know we just got divorced, but if you say you love me, I am committing myself to you. And so Montserrat is just like, Alejandro, like, how can you even question it? I choose you. And it's really cute because now Montserrat is actively choosing him and Alejandro gets on his knees again, but this time it's not begging. This time it's to ask Montserrat to be his girlfriend and Montserrat happily says yes. And then immediately Alejandro's like, and will you be my wife? And Montserrat is like, absolutely. And they're so excited. And it's really cute because everyone in Montserrat's family is like, oh my god, they just signed the divorce papers, but then they see them making out and being super happy, so it's like, you're divorced, but you're the happiest you've ever been, and immediately the date is set for them to get married again, this time it's gonna be a beautiful occasion. 
At least, that's what they think. So they decide to set a date for not only their wedding, but their son's baptism, and they're deciding on who they want to be the godparents. And they decide to go with Jose Luis and Angelica. Yeah, I know what y'all are thinking, but it's Angelica who initially offered Montserrat to be the madrina of of her son. Montserrat didn't want to because obviously the history with her and Jose Luis. And now Alejandro is like, you know what? Let's make them the godparents because it'll prove to everyone that I trust you. And there's nothing out of the ordinary that's happening between you and Jose Luis. And so when Alejandro and Montserrat go to Jose Luis to ask him to be the godparents of their child, Jose Luis accepts because he's trying to be close to Montserrat. And also, one thing that happened while Jose Luis was almost dying is he had a very high fever. Everyone thought he was going to die, and he kept asking for Montserrat. So Montserrat comes, and Jose Luis is like, I need you to tell me you love me. I need you to tell me you love me, even if it's a lie. And at this point, everyone thinks he's going to die. So Montserrat is like, I love you, Jose Luis. You're the only person I've ever loved. I have never stopped loving you. And it's all a lie. But now that Jose Luis is better, he remembers casually her telling him he loved her. So when Alejandro and Montserrat got divorced, he immediately thought that Montserrat was going to choose him and everything. So he was really shocked when she didn't. And he was like, oh, it's probably because I'm still married and all this stuff. And it's really shitty because he's almost, he doesn't say it, but it's very much implied that he's only with Angelica and basically just holding out until he's again a free man and able to marry Montserrat. Which, I hate this character choice because up until this point, there seems to be an actual connection between Jose Luis and Angelica, so I just find it really shitty that it seems like he's almost just waiting for her to die. But anyway, he's very misguided and he confronts Montserrat and Montserrat has to tell him, I love Alejandro. I'm choosing to marry him. I do not love you anymore. I only told you that because we all thought you were going to die. And so to recap, the wedding is set, the baptism is set, and Jose Luis and Angelica are going to be the godparents. Now moving on from that storyline, I need to talk to y'all about Pedro Medina and Nadia and Victor and all the other characters because this telenovela is getting more complicated. So as we know... Nadia, Victor, love each other. The only problem is that Nadia is married to Pedro Medina, who's a municipal president and who has higher political ambitions. Also, he's involved in all sorts of shady and illegal dealings. But Pedro Medina gets passed over as a candidate for governor, and he gets passed over because the party wanted to run a family-friendly candidate, and they were like, how can you be family-friendly if you don't even have kids? So now, Pedro Medina, who's never had any relations with Nadia, goes to Nadia and is like, you know what, I'ma let you have your little affair, all I ask is that you get pregnant. And Nadia's like, what are you talking about? So Pedro Medina is trying to set up Nadia and Victor. Like, he gets them romantic dates and romantic 
and romantic evenings because he's trying to get Nadia pregnant and then keep her child and just raise a child as his child, which is all sorts of messed up. But that's happening. And as I mentioned, Pedro Medina is involved in illegal and shady stuff and his organization is growing and i don't know if y'all remember but alejandro owns land that is of high interest to pedro medina and his associates because they're trying to plant illicit drugs in the land but they need to secure it and alejandro hasn't been willing to sell it he is against it because he realizes that there might be something more going on and that his land might be more valuable or whatever he just doesn't want to sell it but while he was all depressed and him and Montserrat were separated he agrees to do business dealings with Angelica's father and so as a result they go into business with Pedro Medina this is not going to go well the telenovela at this point is expanding on Pedro Medina's character and all the shady stuff that he's been doing. So along the process, we also see that Adolfo has now begun working with Pedro Medina. It's actually very sad because what happens to this character as we move forward, this is a slight spoiler, but Adolfo is going to have a very difficult storyline. Just keep that in mind. So Adolfo starts working for Pedro Medina, and it's really sad because at one point he's asked to kill someone, and he can't bring himself to kill the person, and eventually he gets reprimanded for it, and they kill the man right in front of him, and they're like, you are too far gone now, you have to do what we tell you, or else you're next. And up until this point, Adolfo, or Adolfito as Josefina calls him, has been nothing more than just like a rich party boy type. Like there's nothing that's implied that he's evil or he has ambitions for something more like violent. The most he's done is steal from Alejandro and even then he wasn't really good at it. But he is traumatized by this whole thing and he runs to Josefina. And at this point, there's kind of a love triangle developing between Josefina, Dimitrio, and Adolfo. Obviously, Josefina and Dimitrio are married, but Adolfo has been relying a lot on Josefina, befriending her, and even being like, you know what, you can use me to make Dimitrio jealous. And this is kind of showing Dimitrio that he cares about Josefina a lot more than he likes to admit. And on the flip side, Adolfo is realizing that he also has feelings for Josefina. It's getting very complicated. So to recap, what y'all need to know about Pedro Medina and the whole illicit stuff that's going on is that there is illicit stuff going on. It's going to get more violent as we go on. The operation is scaling up. And Alejandro doesn't know this yet, but his land is being used to grow drugs. So... Moving on from that storyline, remember when I said that Dimitrio did one shady thing that kind of ruined his character development a little bit? Well, that one shady thing he did was partner up with his mother, Graciela, to try and trick Alejandro from his fortune. So let me explain. So as we all know, Graciela had an affair with Alejandro's father for many, many, many years. What we don't know is that she also had a child with Benjamin. And the telenovela goes back and forth with this a little bit, so we really don't know what to expect. 
At first, Graciela is like, oh, I had a child. And we're like, oh my God, it's Dimitrio. And then it's like, oh no, she had a child before Dimitrio. So she has like a random child just running around that she probably gave up for adoption or something. But then it turns out, no, she actually gave birth to a child that eventually died as a newborn. And so Graciela harbors this this deep sadness over the child that she lost. But when this child was born, she saved like a clip of their hair or something like that. And so she tells Dimitrio, you are not Benjamin's son, but we can pretend that you are, and we're going to use these baby hairs I have to trick the DNA test. So Dimitrio goes to Alejandro and is like, my mom confessed everything. We are brothers. Hello, brother. I now need half of the money. And Alejandro is like, not so fast. We're going to do a DNA test. So they do the DNA test, and when they get the results, they're like, oh, wow, yeah. The DNA test shows that the two people who took this test are related by blood and are siblings. And then Dimitrio's like, oh my god, yes, hello brother, let me have the money. And then the guy who's reading the test results is like, oh wait, you are not brothers. And then Dimitrio's like, what do you mean? You just said that we were. And they're like, yeah, but there's no way you gave the sample. So what happens is that the DNA test shows that the person who provided the sample or whatever is biologically a woman. And so they're like, there's no way this is you. And so Alejandro is pissed because he's like, you try to trick me again, you and your mom. But Dimitrio is like, no, 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 she tricked me too. So he saves his butt and is like, oh no, she tricked me, whatever. So now as an audience, we know that Graciela had a child with Benjamin Almonte. The child was a girl and the child died and so we get this really funny scene i mean it was funny to me it was not funny to the characters where they're all like oh my god where did this dna sample come from montserrat is it possible that you're the missing daughter and it was funny to me because i'm like oh my god they are not gonna do the sibling storyline because if you have watched telenovelas for a long time like i have there's always some sort of incestuous oh my god we're siblings plot but i'm glad that the telenovela didn't go there and it's very clear early on that montserrat is in no way the sister of alejandro she tells them she's like oh no my mom would never have sold me to you or made me marry you if she knew that I was your sister. So they cleared that up really fast. But the question remains, what happened to the child? So Graciela tells us the child died, the child was buried. That's what Graciela believes. But then we find out that the child did not die. Benjamin Almonte stole the child from Graciela and then sent her off to his sister to raise as her own. And so the child grew up in the United States in boarding school, believing that Benjamin Almonte was her uncle. And so the child, now a grown woman named Fabiola, makes her way back to Aguasul, determined to claim back some part of the fortune. Now, granted, she doesn't know that Benjamin was her real dad, but she does feel entitled to some of his fortune because she was his quote-unquote niece. So that's something for y'all to keep in mind as we move forward. Right now, we only get to the part of she's arrived to Aguasul and she's trying to find a way to get back her money. And so, now that all that's happened... 
the day comes for Montserrat and Alejandro's wedding. And y'all, it's beautiful. Montserrat looks the most gorgeous she has ever looked. Shout out to Angelique Boyer. She's wearing like the best wedding dress. It's super classy. It's super form-fitting. It's just beautiful. She looks beautiful. And so her and Alejandro are super happy. It's a joyous occasion. Everything's going perfectly. Except it's not. Because that day, the Marines decide to launch an operative on Alejandro's land, and they discover the drugs growing. So now, they are gonna arrest Alejandro. But not just that, they're gonna arrest Alejandro on his wedding day. So then Jose Luis goes to Alejandro and asks to speak with him in private, and then Jose Luis is like, this is what we found in your lands. We have an order to arrest you. Alejandro is pissed. He's like, how could this happen? I was tricked. This isn't me. And Jose Luis isn't believing him, but he's also not condemning him. And he's also like, I kind of believe you. And if you're right, I'm going to work with you to prove that you're innocent. And Alejandro convinces him, okay, you know what? You can arrest me as soon as the wedding's over. Just please let me get married. So they do. And Alejandro and Montserrat are married. And as soon as they're married, Alejandro is arrested and taken to jail for growing an illicit substance in his land. And y'all, it's heartbreaking. These two characters, Montserrat and Alejandro, can never be too happy for too long. And so that is where episode 73 ends. It's super heartbreaking. Montserrat is pissed at Jose Luis because she thinks that he's just doing it to spite her and to not let her be happy. Jose Luis is like, no, you're getting things wrong. I'm trying to help him. It's only my duty, which I don't know if I believe him fully. But so far, he's trying to do the right thing at least. But the fact remains, Alejandro and Montserrat are more in love than ever but are now, once again, separated. And that's where we're going to end for today's episode. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. It was a little bit difficult to record. I'm a little out of out of groove, but I promise I'll get better. And thank you all so much for your support. Thank you to those who reached out to check on me. And I'm sorry again for just leaving and not giving y'all a warning. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will see you again next week where we're going to see the aftermath, see if Alejandro is able to prove his innocence or if the conspiracy runs too deep. Thank you all so much for listening. I will see you again next week. Bye, everyone.